0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bull Take Scouting Podcast. We're three weeks into the NFL season now, so we thought it was about time to go around the league and look at some of the top rookie performers in these first few weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, so we'll
0: just hop into it. We'll talk about a few on the offensive side of the ball, a
1: few on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, No quarterbacks, none of them have been very good performers at all. Uh, and we'll do a second or a podcast uh, within the following weeks talking about the quarterback. So without further ado, we'll start off the first one on the offensive side of the ball, Jamar Chase. I mean, he's been really good. Uh, he just he shows that instant connection with Joe Burrow. Um, and he put really all the preseason drop issues right behind him. Uh, I mean, he scored a touchdown in all three of his all. Of his first three games, um, him and Joe Burrow on the same page, they, they really could be a special duo.
0: Yeah, Chase is actually the first player in the Super Bowl era to start his career with three 30-yard receiving touchdowns. and I really love to see him getting it down there vertically because he's not exactly a speedster, but he's so adept at stacking the cornerback on his hip pushing vertically and going up and getting it and definitely has enough speed to be able to get a step or two on on the opponent. And so I I really like his game. I think that they can develop him into an extremely well-rounded receiver because it's not like he's solely a deep threat. This is someone who can be moving the chains. And actually, I'd like to see them use him in in the short to intermediate range even more, make him run some shallow crossers and, and go up and get it. He can catch through contact really well. I think he can be both a possession receiver on some downs that, that works in the middle of the field and stretches the field deep on the sideline on, on others. I really like what Jamar Chase is bringing to the Bengals and how he's performed the first few weeks. And as you said, it he he struggled in preseason with, with some drops and that's already a distant memory. Yeah. I, I haven't seen
1: one drop issue whatsoever over these first few weeks. And like you said, he's really all around good receiver. He doesn't have one thing that's great. He does a lot of things that are pretty great. He's a great jump ball receiver, like you said. He's dynamic after the catch. Um, And obviously, you know, having that step up on all the other receivers with his uh, repertoire with Joe Burrow, just really impressive start to the season for Jamar Chase.
0: Yep, and our next – Top rookie performer is Panai Sewell. He uh, was actually playing at right tackle in preseason, and he he struggled quite a bit. But then Taylor Decker went down with an injury. He slid into left tackle for the regular season, and he's been outstanding these first three weeks. He's really been keeping Jared Goff clean, as that whole offensive line has, and it's allowed the, the Lions to hang in there with some of some teams that are really better than them on paper the last few weeks, even if they haven't managed to get that first win. But Sewell was an incredible Offensive of tackle prospect coming out with an amazing combination of size, athleticism, power, and it's no surprise that he's that he's playing this well.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it's really interesting to see that you know struggling at right tackle in preseason, moving over to left tackle with Taylor Decker's injury. It, it's interesting to see that he improved so much just from switching sides. Like a lot of the times, people don't think about the fact that you know the left and right side are different. Most people think they're interchangeable and most people would argue that the right side is usually a little bit easier. Um, But obviously this is not the case. And it really shows that there is a difference between playing on the left side and playing on the right side. And, you know, you may not always be playing your best tackle at left tackle if they're better at right tackle and vice versa, as you see with Pernay Sewell. And the, the first week of the season, you know he really shut down uh, a great pass rush, and he, like you said, they've provided Jared Goff with great protection. And you know, just speaking on the Lions for a second, they, like you said, they're 0-3, but they've had two impressive losses. They lost to the Ravens um, on that that uh, last-minute 66-yard uh, field goal by Justin Tucker, and the, they held at least the first half with the Packers, and that's definitely strongly because that offensive line is has been solidified, and that's thanks to Panay Sewell.
0: Yeah, I like the point that you made about how some people think that left tackle and right tackle is inter- interchangeable, and I think it's a matter of experience. Maybe to a 10-year veteran who's seen a lot of time at both these positions, it really doesn't matter. But when you're talking about a young guy who's been playing left tackle his whole career, switching over to right tackle brings a whole new set of, of tools, really, because you're, everything about your body coordination – and, and, and what you're doing with both your hands and with your lower body is just completely switched. And of course, that's going to be an adjustment. And when you've got suddenly NFL pass rushers coming at you when you haven't played football since 2019, that's going to add a really a, a big step up in terms of uh, translating to the NFL. But he's gotten to get back to his natural left side and, and we've seen the results. It, it's just like his college film. He's, he's really good out there.
1: Yeah, and you know, just the last point, just to drive it home for some people that don't understand why it's super different, left tackle versus right tackle, especially in pass protection, you're going to kick back with your left foot uh, on the yep. left side of the line. Obviously, on the right side of the line, you're going to kick back with your right foot. Same thing with the hands. A lot of coaches like to have on the left side of the line, have your right hand down uh, in the dirt if you're a team that still does that. So your left hand, which is the outside hand, can come up faster uh, than the right side. So there's a lot of things. Like you said, muscle memory, if you're playing left side of the line for so long, it's going to be muscle memory to kick back with that left foot, switching to the other side, might throw you off a little bit. So, you know, I think that's enough about Panay Sewell. We'll move on to the other top tackle from the 2021 NFL Draft, and Rashawn Slater. Uh, and he's been a standout left tackle as well. Uh, and some people said that they didn't think he could play left tackle, and he's obviously proven those people wrong. Some people thought – he wasn't long enough uh, to play left tackle. He showed it, um, you know, from right from the start uh, against that Washington defensive line. Um, <clears throat> he uh, pretty much shut down Chase Young. He had no QB hits, no QB sacks. I don't think he even had a, a quarterback rush attributed to him from week one against that Washington defensive line. So, obviously, elite performance from Rashawn Slater. In week one, he's he's continued that throughout uh, the past two weeks as well.
0: Yeah, I absolutely loved Rashawn Slater coming out. I know you did too. I gave him a grade of 1.3, which is a top 10 grade on our grading scale. And he's just – Shown that he merited that completely. I really hated all the talk that he has to move into guard. He can't play left tackle in the NFL. You can't just always look at the size numbers and the arm measurements. That definitely is important. And it's going to give those guys that have the measurables an advantage but sometimes you have great technicians that can overcome that. And Rashawn Slater is one of those guys. He's just got elite technique. He had the best technique of the whole offensive tackle class. And now we're seeing it. He's another one of these opt-outs who didn't play in 2020, but he's so fundamentally sound that the adjustment has not been that uh, big for him. And we saw it right out of the gate in week one, as you said, just not allowing a single hit pressure sack, et cetera, against the Washington D line. And Chase Young is is ex- extremely impressive, and it's very good for Justin Herbert that Rashawn Slater is there. That's really going to let him take the next step in his in his development over the next few years if he has this this bookend young left tackle and Rashawn Slater.
1: Yeah, and you know we we saw him shut down Chase Young in college as well, so this isn't the first time he's done that to Chase Young, who is probably one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Uh, moving on to the defensive side of the ball here, the first one this guy's been. A great, great rookie from the start, Micah Parsons. I mean, he's really just jumped off the page uh, from on that Dallas uh, defense. And the most surprising thing to me was how the past two weeks they had some injuries along the defensive line. They asked Micah, Parkins, M- Micah Parsons to play defensive end, which he hasn't done since high school. And he had a, a sack against the Chargers. It was a critical sack, too, that forced the Chargers to eventually kick a field goal instead of score a touchdown which allowed the Cowboys to eventually win the game. Um, and then this week against the Eagles as well. I'm pretty sure he had another sack in that game. Uh, he was, you know, dominant again, playing defensive end. And he's he's been solid when he's been asked to drop into coverage as well, especially in week one when we, he was playing linebacker. And, you know, it just shows how good of a pass rusher he is, but also how good he will be when he eventually is full-time linebacker.
0: Yeah, I, I like Micah Parsons a lot coming out. He was the top linebacker on my board. Uh, but wow, I, I have been so surprised by how well he's played because we can't stress it enough. Playing defensive end when you haven't played that position since high school in, in, one, in your, one of your first couple games in the NFL and playing as well as he did is incredibly impressive. That j- It just shows how, how much of a natural pass rusher he is. He's got great bend and, and quickness off the edge. Pretty much like like a like a great edge rusher would have, but he's also got the that linebacker esque ability to to cover sideline to sideline, great range in the running game, and we thought coverage was maybe the if he had a weakness, it might have been that coming out in the draft process, but he's he's looked really good there too. He has a couple pass defense, hasn't given up any any big plays and he he looks like the guy who's going to man this Cowboys defense for for the next 5 to 10 years and i they they de- they definitely are excited about him in Dallas.
1: Oh, totally and now a guy that's really surprised well, actually,
0: to- actually I just I just wanted to stop right there and, t- and talk about something real quick. That is that is now the first four players that we have that we've highlighted here were all 2020 opt-outs and I thought that there was going to be really a big adjustment for these for these opt-outs because just not playing since 2019 and then sitting out a year and then playing in the NFL after two years without playing football, I, th- I thought this they were going to struggle as rookies, even if they ended up playing at the same level a couple of years down the line. What, what do you think of, of how well they've played despite opting out in 2020?
1: I think it's really interesting because if you look at um, the players that we've highlighted so far, obviously, like you said, they're all opt-outs, they're – a very technical position in offensive tackle with two of them that we highlighted. Um, I think Jamar Chase has helped out a little bit uh, because he had played with Joe Burrow already. So it's kind of like going back to what he already did. Um, Not that it's not impressive. And um, Micah Parsons playing linebacker, another position that, you know, you take a year off, you might be a little rusty. Um, The thing that I do want to point out is not all the opt-outs are performing stellar if yeah, you look sure. at a specific position group the cornerbacks um we had uh not patrick sertan he he played but uh caleb farley he had his back injury he was an opt-out um and jc horn uh he got injured last week i think he was playing okay um i don't think it was elite by any means he, but, he didn't
0: opt out though he, he only opted out with a with like a month left in the season he played he played the majority oh of you're, the right,
1: game. you're right you're right You're right. So then, I mean, I guess my argument doesn't really stand, but I was going to talk
0: about how maybe some position groups are struggling than the others, but you're right about Horn. Well, there's there's other guys. Like I know Ambry Thomas has has been a – Seeing less of the field than uh, the other rookie cornerback for the 49ers, Deomdoe Lenoir, who got picked two rounds later, and so I think that if you if you really look deeper into it, maybe it's it's that they, this star group or they're just that good of football players, that good at honing their craft off the field as well, that they've been able to to not have the, this big adjustment. But beyond that, it would, be, it would definitely be worth looking at that and, and seeing if if it's across the board or really just these these top guys that have avoided. Um, having the the harder adjustment that you would expect and n- now for our, our next guy Th- this one is is a surprise to me this is the the first on this list that I wasn't the biggest fan of in the draft process and it's Adafe Owe and he, he actually changed his name from Jason he was known as Jason throughout the draft process and and now he said that he he's changing it to Adafe because you got to learn how to pronounce it and he hopes in a few years that his play will will mean that everybody knows how to pronounce it but Back on track to what he's been doing on the football field, what do you think of of his really good performances the past few weeks?
1: Uh, I'll just point out first that Jason was his middle name. So he went by his middle name, Odafe, is his his birth first name. I mean, you know, he's been really, really impressive. Like, similar to you, he was a guy that I was iffy about. He clearly had the raw talent, but the fact that he didn't have a sack uh, last year in 2020 was a big concern of mine. Like, I want my pass rushers that I like at least to – at sacks in college so uh he already has a sack already and a forced fumble uh which was big against the chiefs um and he's he's produced a lot earlier than i expected he was there were a few defensive ends that i thought would probably take a little while to adapt to the nfl game and he was definitely one of them um, clearly that hasn't happened he showed he's shown his athletic ability to burst off the edge uh play with his speed um and you know That's that forced fumble against the Chiefs, huge for the win, huge in the win for the Ravens. Um, So, yeah, he's been a guy that's really impressed me. Um, And, you know, the potential I could see, I wasn't willing to bank my draft grade on it just because it was it was very raw potential, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I didn't even think he'd be seeing much of the field his rookie year. Uh, you, I love the the traits that he showed on film. His his ability to convert speed to power, while it didn't result in sacks last year at Penn State, that's definitely something that you can build on. And it looks like the Chiefs in one offseason have already gotten him to a level where he can produce coming off the edge in the NFL. And defensive end is actually a position where it usually does take a little while for for guys to to get going in the league and and grab a starting job and start producing. Obviously, with the exception of of the players who come in at a really high level like miles garrett nick bosa chase young etc but i i've been really pleasantly surprised by what Owa has shown and i think that it's a really good job by the ravens to get him acclimated to the nfl that quickly
1: yeah i, I mean i think you you do see that oftentimes with ravens players that, that there's really good coaches there obviously and you know sometimes they might have a inside track to performing quicker than they would have if they went to another team so definitely Hats off to the Ravens coaching staff, um, and that's that's to be expected with the Ravens. Uh, moving on to our next rookie, uh, Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers, and he uh, he had two picks in consecutive weeks, which is really impressive, pretty much for any rookie cornerback. And he was a second-round pick, and he's honestly been outperforming some of the uh, cornerbacks that have been picked ahead of him, including you know. Patrick Sertan, uh, Caleb Farley, J.C. Horn. Uh, so he's definitely been impressive. He had both his interceptions were big too. In uh, obviously they eventually lost the Dallas game, but that was a big interception at the time. And obviously the Chiefs game, he had a great pick uh, there of Patrick Mahomes. So you know he really is showing his nose for the football, his ability to uh, read the quarterback, read the coverage, and jump the route. Um, and it the game. He's been—he uh, oh, was a physical cornerback in college, and you could definitely see that uh, has translated with him to the NFL. He was a little bit smaller uh, and shorter in stature, so I was—that was a little concerning to me, but that doesn't really seem to be an issue right now.
0: I, I actually thought he—he was—he wasn't that physical coming out. I thought that a couple of his weaknesses were were size and physicality, but I loved his ability to mirror and coverage, great quickness, great fluidity, and I—I I liked his ball skills too. And it looks like he definitely does have the, the size and, and the physicality to hold up on the outside. I thought he might have to move into to nickel and in that he'd end up being one of the top nickel cornerbacks in the NFL. So it's not that I didn't like him. I just I just thought that he'd be better served playing nickel. But he's performed on the outside as well so far. And he's had a, a couple really good interceptions that that one against the, the Chiefs shows both his athleticism and his football instincts to be able to get there and make that pick after it was tipped by by one of the Chiefs receivers. And when you when you look at some of the cornerbacks that were drafted over him, guys like Pat Sertan and J.C. Horn could definitely end up still being better players. But like a few spots before him was uh, the Cowboys drafting Kelvin Joseph, and he's he's barely seen the the field. I bet T- Dallas fans are just thinking about how they could have paired Micah Parsons with uh, Asante Samuel on the back end, and that would have made for an incredible rookie duo. But uh, I think we're gonna actually be looking at a just really strong cornerback class when you when a couple of years down the line because Sertan's still been good Horn was showing some good things before his injury I think Farley eventually will, will get on the right track he just he he got hurt missed the last couple of games of 20 of 2019 and then opted out of 2020 it's understandable that he's rusty Greg Newsom has also been been playing very well so it's it's a really good cornerback class and currently being headlined by Asante Samuel Jr.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're talking about the potential for a really good corner class. How about the potential for a really good linebacker class? Yeah. Uh, the, the last player on our list tonight, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Uh, I mean, he was a, a, a star in college. Uh, I just loved his physicality, his athleticism, his nose for the football. He, he would put massive hits on guys, his, his ability in coverage. Um, and he was one of those guys that was a little bit of a tweener. Um and then he kind of dropped in the draft. Uh, There were some injury issues that we didn't know about as a public, um, and that obviously came out once the Browns picked him in the second round. Um, He's still not listed as a starter on the depth chart, but he's gotten quite a bit of playing time. He already has 10 tackles, and he looks really good in coverage, uh, as we expected, but he's just a guy that, you know, talking about a, a good cornerback class, a good linebacker class as well, Micah Parsons. Jeremiah, Uso and another two as well um, in Zaven Collins and Jamin Davis.
0: Yeah, I, I think that Usu definitely had the, the play style to make an immediate impact in the NFL. I remember watching the end of the first round and then the first hour of day two and just wondering why he wasn't coming off the board. We found out that there were some medical concerns later, but very often in those types of situations, they, they, they don't end up being – as serious as the slide in the draft would indicate. And the and those players end up being steals for the teams that are willing to take that risk on them. And Usa is already paying off. He, pairing him with Greg Newsome already at the time of the draft, we were saying that those were the that was really one of the best duo of picks in the first two rounds. And it's already looking like like we were right on that one. Usa Koromoa is so quick. He can really fly around the football. He's actually been pretty good at getting off blocks, which is what well, my which was my primary concern for him because he's he's not one of the bigger linebackers, but he's got absolutely incredible athleticism and he's really good in coverage for for a linebacker too. So I'm not surprised that the Browns are already utilizing his skill set, and it, it's it's clear that they've made their defense stronger with these two rookies.
1: Yeah, I mean Greg Newsom and uh, Jeremiah Osuonwu added to that defense that already has uh, guys like Miles Garrett, Bradley Chubb um Bradley Chubb oh my bad not Bradley <laughs> Chubb I don't know why I said that um Denzel Ward um, yeah Denzel Ward oh uh Davian Clowney I don't know why Bradley Chubb came out so that that could be a very dangerous uh defense for the Browns in the coming future this year and next year
0: yep and so that that's the around around the NFL looking at the, the top rookie performers and I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see if any of the other rookies emerge. And I'm going to put you on the spot, actually. If one of these guys, who do you think that is going to emerge to be on this list that isn't on there right now in a few weeks?
1: Ooh. Um, I think the easy pick would be Najee Harris.
0: Um, That's I, what I was thinking too. Uh,
1: I think he kind of started off slow at the beginning of the season. We saw it last week, 14 receptions, extremely impressive, especially for a guy that many people – we're not saying was a great receiving uh, running back. I know both of us thought otherwise, Um, but 14 receptions. He played really well last week. He does have a not great offensive line. Um, Maybe on the defensive side of the ball, a guy I might bring up that I mentioned earlier, Zayvon Collins. Um, He was a guy I really liked in the draft process. The Arizona defense has looked really good. Um, I think it's kind of been a whole defensive unit kind of thing, not one true standout. But I think maybe as the season goes on, Zayvon Collins might be a guy that starts to put his name more in the stat book.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll throw out another name. I know he he left the game against Miami and, and didn't return. But once he gets back on the field, I think Trayvon Morig is going to turn some heads. He's, he's been solid. And I think that he, he's definitely the type of player who can be a flashy playmaker. And once he gets an interception or two this season, like I think he will, because he's just such a great ball hawk. And He's a great athlete with really good football instincts. He, he's going to be getting talked about as, as one of the top rookies in this draft class.
1: Yeah, and that wraps up uh, this week's episode. Um, thanks for everyone that w- is watching, listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode.